All right, guys, so welcome to podcast 11. 11? This will be 12, technically, wouldn't it? Because we've got tomorrow's. Oh, yeah, so this podcast you listen to now will be technically 12 because we're going to do Aaron's podcast tomorrow. Aaron's doing his 24-hour challenge uh, tomorrow. So today's Friday. Actually, today is Aaron's birthday. So happy birthday, Aaron. Thank you very much. Um, Aaron's going to be doing his 24-hour event, which takes place tomorrow, 12 o'clock. So if you are local to Lyft, then we're going to be open from 12 o'clock tomorrow up until 12 o'clock on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. For Aaron's last hour at 11 o'clock, I'm actually, hold on, yeah. that's not even going to make any sense because by the time people listen to this, it's going to be over. Be over. <laughs> <laughs> so just scrap all that. <laughs> by the time you hear this, Aaron would have finished his 24 event. You don't need to come down because by that time we'll be finished. Yeah. So there you go. Much. But uh, Aaron, yeah, but Aaron is doing his event tomorrow, which is I think is an actual fantastic achievement for somebody his age. At 18 year old, I certainly wasn't doing anything like that. <laughs> um, I think that's actually pretty remarkable. Um, so good luck for tomorrow, Aaron. Thank and, you very uh, much. Well done. Well done. Thank you. You forward? Yeah, I'm proper excited for it. Like sort of for the past week or so, I've been literally like proper like I don't know. Like, do you know when you sort of wake up and feel a bit flat? I was sort of a bit like that and like stressed out and like doing all these different things and stuff. But then over the past sort of week, as it's getting closer, I can feel myself getting more energetic and stuff. But literally just even ask my mum and my dad, because this morning, literally, I just shouted Alexa to play some random songs. I was just dancing about the kitchen. I was just properly like excited. So, oh, good. It should be good. Feeling good. Feel free to talk, by the way, obviously. We've, um, we've had, we do have a special guest today. So we've got Claire on the podcast. Um, I know she's been a little bit quiet at the minute because I'm actually introduced her, so I thought we'd do that. Uh, so Claire's going to be on the podcast. So this is kind of comes off the back of the podcast we done uh, last week, which is about female fat loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted to bring a guest in to give you more of a, what's the word, experience yeah. in someone who's actually doing what we're preaching. Yeah, so sense. it's not more just us talking about it, it's just sort of, also bringing them an example of how it can be sort of applied and how this like these things actually happen. Yeah, so it's kind of applied. So coming from someone who's experienced everything, basically. Um, so yeah, experienced everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tried everything. Yeah. So we're gonna. Well, basically, we're gonna just have it. Well, it's probably just gonna end up in a down rabbit holes. As oh usual. yeah. You know, we kind of end up down more rabbit holes than, than Jessica Rabbit. So. I was just listening to last week's and I was just thinking, how can someone go from female fat loss to talking about Elon Musk putting chips into people's heads? That was quite <laughs> random. <laughs> that was weird. That was... It was interesting. Oh, yeah. It was definitely interesting. Nonetheless, but I was just listening. As I sort of listened, I was like, how have we managed that? <laughs> so who knows where it's going to go today? We shall uh, see. So, Claire, would you just like to kind of maybe... Introduce yourself a little bit, just give a little bit of just who you are, really. Yeah, I am I'm Claire. I've trained with Kia for about six years now. Um, prior to training with Kia, I'd trained for a couple of years, um, doing pretty much cardio, lots of classes, which I think I'm going to touch on a little bit more detail later. Um, at the moment, I'm uh, still training with Kia here at Lyft, and Obviously, I'm absolutely addicted and love strength training. Um, that's about me. Cool. So, can you just kind of 
you, do you mind if we tell people your age at all? No, no, not so. 21. So Claire's 21. She started training with me six years ago, which made her 15. I've been training for a few years before. Yeah, okay, okay. 46. I'm 46. So, so Claire's 46. So she's she, she has a lot of experience within with training. Um, doing it for quite a while. When we yeah. first met, you were doing a lot of um, you were doing a lot of like, classes, weren't you? Doing a lot of classes. I tried all sorts. So mostly fitness classes, uh, Metafit type stuff cardio classes, tried a bit running, just anything I could really to um, achieve my goal, which was at the time always about fat loss. That's all I was interested in. So it was just aesthetics, just wanted to be slimmer, wanted to be slimmer, still wanted to eat terribly, drink lots and try and train that basically. Um, tried doing that for a number of years with not limited success, a little bit of success, but, but not a lot. So what was what did you find your kind of your biggest struggles were back then? Probably lack of understanding. So I just thought if you were to hit the gym a couple of times or if you do a couple of classes a week, then you could out train kind of get excesses. So I didn't understand anything at all about nutrition. I tried Weight Watchers, Slimming World. I mean, I've never particularly struggled or been particularly overweight, but I would say was the term skinny fat. So I had quite skinny arms and legs, but my, my middle bit was, was quite large. Um, I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. Uh, um, so, but the more I threw my time into uh, to cardio, my body didn't really change at all. So I still held on to that, you know, the middle bit, the, the muffin top bit. I just, I wasn't making any progress in that area at all. Um, and I think the other side was, I had no understanding, i say about nutrition at all so I've just buy I bought many many plants over the years um, and with limited success because I didn't really understand anything about it at all I was just following a plan just what somebody had written down for us I'm just following that plan and um, so what would if you just so I mean obviously I, I, I do a lot of trying to get people away from these type of things like going to mm-hmm. plans and what what attracts people to a meal plan what because I mean, there's loads of systems out there. There's loads of things. I mean, you know, I've, there's people just selling just random stuff just to kind of make a few quid. But what attracts somebody to a meal plan? I think just the promise of for women. But I can't speak on behalf of men. Just weight loss, weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. That's you know, or a magic pill, or it's going to be something that's going to be either easier to follow, or it's going to be quicker, or it's going to get them to where they want to be quicker, less effort into it. I don't. I think just the buy, it's easy to buy into um, a magic plan, I think is what it is. That, that was my, uh, that's why I've always uh, tried all these different things with various levels of success, but no long-term success. Yeah. So what, what, what do you do now and what's, how would you, how, what's your thought process now on nutrition to what it was back kind of six, seven, eight years ago? Um, probably just a lot more balance and consistency. So some of the plans that I've tried, you know, there's been bad foods, banned foods, foods attract sins, et cetera, et cetera. And I think what I've learned over all of this is just literally moderation works. Um, some of the things that I know I need to, to do to support me training. So things like, you know, I need every day to ensure I hit me protein goal I need fiber things like that but I can still have 
treats, I can still have snacks, I can still have a glass of wine, I don't have to beat myself up or, um, you know, I don't have to fall off the wagon if I have a biscuit or anything. Oh, that's it, I've messed up, I might as well start again next Monday and I did that for a long time. Start again on Monday, start again on Monday, just self-sabotage all of the time. Whereas now I'm just thinking I'm a lot more consistent, a lot more balanced, I'm still enjoy nice meals, the occasional takeaway, etc. But you can't do that all the time. If you do do that all the time, it'll sabotage your results. Mm-hmm. So just balance and consistency, I think. So but when you kind of, when you do all the cardio thing, if you use a kind of scale of one to 10, and I am using body composition here, because I think mm-hmm. body composition is most people's biggest, like what you said before, it was all, everything was about fat loss. Everything was about fat mm-hmm. loss. I think this is, what people think of first is, you know, think about getting healthy or going to the gym or changing nutrition. It all stems down to losing body fat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll get into kind of members a bit more of why it needs to be in more in depth with that. But if we're using a scale of one to 10 for confidence, you know, one being extremely low, 10 being really happy with where you're at, where were you at on that scale of one to 10 when you were doing a lot of the cardio and you were really misinformed about your nutrition? Um... It would absolutely depend at times on what the scales would say. So, I, was, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I've talked to you about this. Um, if I get on the scales on a Monday and my weight had stayed the same or dropped, or uh, then I'd feel, you know, much better about it. But I wasn't actually looking at the overall picture, so I wasn't looking at me aesthetically everywhere across my body if that makes sense so I wasn't looking at whether or not my body was changing it was just literally what what the scales would say and that would probably influence how confident or how success, successful I felt my, my training was was going or not my training it was that time it was just my exercise um, and it wasn't healthy you touched on healthy like it wasn't healthy at all so I'd go to periods of having like really really low calories so um, not having a healthy diet at all it wasn't a nutritious diet at all it was just low calories so i get that lower number on the scale um so i was just kind of not getting anywhere over a, a long period of time um then that would turn to a binge and you binge for a while and your, your confidence would really go low the scales would go up. it was just it's that kind of obsessive thing isn't it it's like starving yourself for a week mm-hmm. and i'm being binge so hungry yeah. then you you know you, you, you binge on a weekend mm-hmm. Um, I think that's very common with a lot of a lot of people, and I, I don't know why, but it seems to be more common with women. I don't want to kind of just obviously stereotype there, but it just seems to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked with quite a lot of women in the past, and I've worked with quite a few guys as well, but it seems to be more prevalent with women. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for whatever reason, I mean, you could probably share the members a bit more light on that, why that is. I don't know. I don't know whether that's... I mean, do you think women have more issues Image. with the... With the I think we do. I think there's there's a meme out there somewhere where what men see when they look in the, the mirror and what women see when they look in the mirror is two completely different things. Mm-hmm. So you know, a man look in the mirror is like, yeah, not bad, not bad, and a woman will just look in, criticize, 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 straight away. Uh-huh. Like, they look like that. Another thing for me, I think, is I had my daughter when I was 38. So you know, um, my body after then, and because of my age. Um, really low like had low confidence at that point and your body does change as you get older it's not as forgiven uh, your skin's not as forgiven you know you do start to notice changes around your, your bingo wings and skin loosening off like that just starts with a real panic thinking this isn't getting any better things aren't looking any better 
regardless of what was the scales were saying, so even if they were quite low, things just weren't looking any better. So that was then, you know, when I came to you and started to um, see the changes through strength training and the changes that that could make to your body. Um, I think that's why I changed me, you know, my view and the way that, the way that I do things. Yeah, so, so what were your first opinions when um, sort of Kia got you to do strength training? Like, what was your initial thoughts going in? So I imagine going from sort of more cardio background, doing all the classes and stuff, to going to lip, like into sort of lifting heavy weights. Essentially, um, that would be quite a sort of shock to the system in a way. It was, but really quite early on, uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it really, really mm. quickly. I started to get a bit of a, I thought, I think because you progress, when you first start doing strength training, you, you progress quite quickly and it just become a little bit of an addiction. I was thinking, you know, from one week to the next week, I'm getting stronger. I'm getting stronger. So it wasn't, obviously it took a little while before you noticed any um, aesthetic changes, but um, I got addicted, I would say, quite quickly yeah. to, to how well you can progress. Um, and I wasn't super, super fit. When I, um, when I joined, when I started training with you, but as well, just seeing, you know, progression in your, your fitness, your strength, and... Just sort of everyday, sort yeah. of... Because you, you kind of started, didn't you? I remember when, when you started, you were with a group of people, weren't uh -huh. you? Yeah. Um, and it was just basically, uh, we had, it was like an introduction, wasn't it? It was like, it was mm -hmm. a local kind of MMA club, and basically the guy who ran it, he brought everybody in from his gym to do some strength work. It was benefits of strength and sports performance mm -hmm. and all these kind of things um and that's how it kind of started and the thing it was yourself i think you literally done was it a five-week course or something mm -hmm, yeah it? it was a yeah, four or five-week course just before the christmas and i thought wow this is a bit different it was very basic wasn't it? Mm -hmm. we've done things like Prowler, yeah. animal drills and mm -hmm. we've done basic squatting basic movements there was no sort of see people perceive strength trainers like oh we've got to put a bar now back and mm -hmm. squat really heavy weights but it's just all about movement to begin with I know when you first started, you were kind of squatting with the, the 12 kilo mm -hmm. I couldn't squat initially. I, I, I didn't even. So when you're doing things like Metaface or all these, you know, fitness classes quite quickly, you go, you know, um, it would be squat, one, two, three, four, five, six. But I actually squats. realized that I couldn't squat when I, you mm -hmm. know, when I met Kia, I was like, oh, right, I haven't been squatting. I've just been dipping up and down. Um, I couldn't even do the basic movements. And I thought that can't be good. And if you're going in doing these fitness classes, but you don't even know, or you can't even master the basement, couldn't do push-ups, you know, things like that. Uh, so I got a, a real shock when we came in, I said, just doing the basic drills of how, not on fit, but uh, maybe wasn't very, what's the word, flexible, or <laughs> things like that. And I just thought, oh, no, there's so much more to, mm -hmm. to do. So I mean, from basic movements, I mean, if you... If we, if we looked at numbers now from the kind of strength perspective, so let's just say you struggled with body weight. Mm. And I think this is where a lot of people you know that we're going about strength training. Again, I think we're going to have to go and look big heavy weights, but we don't have to do that. But you mm. started off with doing basic body weight. And what was your sort of, what's the most you've squatted since you started? Um, Probably somewhere between 80, 90 kilos. That's, the, that's, yeah. that's, that's huge. That's yeah. massive weight. It is for me because I'm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for, you know, for someone who do not disrespect you or anything at all, but someone who's kind of <laughs> a little bit later, quarter life, then, you know, you, you kind of you progressed that far. It's only been six years mm -hmm. since the kind of day that you started. Um, and it's, you know, it's it's quite phenomenal, really. But, I mean, if, obviously you can't physically see Claire here, but 
play is by no means a kind of how do you describe how do you describe it last week, Aaron? A she hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she hulk. Damn, I'm not. Damn. It can be she hulk. Yeah. But this is the thing. It's not. not it's yeah. not just you know. You're not going to get huge just because you're going to lift so many weights. You're mm-hmm. not going because you're going to lift weights. But what has it done? So we'll delve a little bit into because we're doing a bit of nutrition. Mm-hmm. So from the strength side, but what has that done to you? First of all, because again, this is what everybody looks at. First of all, your physique. So your physique from when you first started to where you are now. What has changed? Would you say the most? I don't know because I'm still super critical, as you know. So I still look in the mirror, and the first thing that I look at is, you know, the weak, my weaker areas. But um, I think I think your physique's completely changed. Um, a lot of women say, "I'll say I want to lose weight and tone up," and it's that, that tone thing. Um, that I don't think they know what that is. Um, so the thing that gets me with that is people want tone. What tone is uh-huh. basically? You can see muscle. Yeah. And that's what they're kind of trying to describe, isn't it? But you have to challenge muscle. muscle. You have to use muscle to do that. But you have to go out for runs and do loads of cardio. But you're not actually using muscles. Yeah. Which is you what, are, but you're not. Yeah. Which is, I think, what, what I was doing. Whereas now I do actually see that if it's, you know, torn. I can, I can look in the mirror and I can visibly see. So, you know, I am 46. And as I was saying earlier, your arms, um, your skin, you do notice lots of changes. Uh, and I think because I've created some some muscle mass, not a she hulk. Is it a she hulk? Yeah, yeah. she hulk. <laughs> yeah. I do have <laughs> some muscle mass, so I can actually see the differences that 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 that's, that's made. Certainly on the arms, um, legs. I just think I've got a lot more shape mm. than I ever had. Instead of having them, I've still got quite slender chickeny legs, but they do have a lot more definition. Um, what they ever had. So. Yeah, I mean, I think from when you kind of very first started, you were, you didn't have, I would say, because you get a body composition, mm-hmm. you want the shape and you didn't have the shape that you wanted. But since you, you've done strength work, you can totally see the, 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 how, how much shape you've changed. I would say you have a more athletic physique. Now it's actually completely athletic physique compared to what you were yeah. when you very first started. And this isn't something that happens overnight. Mm-hmm. This is something that kind of happens, you know, it takes, takes a long amount of time. I have some photos because I've taken over the years a number of photos, and I think one of the biggest uh, areas of most development is my glutes. I had just a flat bottom, I just had a shapeless bottom, and now, you know, I'm just developing some, some shape around it. Yeah. So next time when we're doing hip thrusts and you roll your eye, just remember <laughs> what those hip thrusts have actually done. I think it was the glutes and I think tops of my arms was where that. Do you find, because um, we touched on this last week, and it was good because we actually used Aaron's calves as an example because he's got really different yeah, yeah, calves. Yeah. He's, you know, he's like a freak of nature, really. <laughs> um, every man would be envious. Every man would be envious, definitely. <laughs> um, but do you have any areas that you feel that you don't like that maybe develop quicker than others? Or not? No, not really. I don't think so. Unless you're going to see, I've clearly I've noticed you've got huge <laughs> tracks or something. You've got like big Cheeto tracks. <laughs> no, um. uh, no, I don't. I don't think that I have. I don't. I can't look at any area and think that's really muscular or anything. Yeah. You know, you know. I actually, look at some areas and think I wish 
it was more um, more muscular, but no. It's quite good because I mean, that's, that's again. Fear. Uh, a fear for some women, that though. Yeah, 100% yeah. it is. And you know, the, a few people probably who've trained in the past have kind of they've had that issue where they feel like they're putting muscle on in certain areas. And it's going to happen. And it doesn't matter whether you're doing strength training or whatever, you're going to be susceptible to putting, you know, say Aaron doesn't even train his calves at all. I think I trained them once just to see what it was like on the leg press. <laughs> And after that, I was just like, no, you're all right. I don't like it. But he's, you know, he's, he's always going to have developed calves. It doesn't matter whether he goes for a run, whether he doesn't do anything at all. His calves are just always going to be like that. There's nothing you can kind of do with them unless he mm-hmm. takes them off. Which <laughs> unless I just put my legs in casts. Put your legs in casts and just don't walk for the next 10 years. They might get some might do something. Get a trophy. <laughs> muscle wastage. Yeah, yeah. Just loan them out. <laughs> just loan them out. Just you'd probably run them out. Yeah. Watch it out. Run them yeah. <laughs> we'll <borrow> some cars. Before <laughs> <laughs> to shoot your cars. <laughs> yeah, I could do. I'm a model. Just the Just the cars. Just the cars. Just just Knee down. <laughs> <laughs> how much do you think they would pay for that? Actually, I'm thinking it'd be quite I'm a lot. To say people with shorts, they're like, oh, yeah. he, he's got cars like that. And... So for people's shorts. holiday photos, yeah. So you could just have like your bottom half for people's holiday photos. Yeah. My holiday photos are. <laughs> I'll have my top half, and you can have. I'll have your bottom half. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just wear the same shorts, <laughs> so it kind of blends in. And I'll just Photoshop. Photoshop. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Take the pictures side by side, and then just merge them together. How come you've only got three good photos of your whole holiday? Are you in it? <laughs> or, or your bottom half when you're in it? Probably are to be fair. So from um, so from that's your physics. So we know from your physics. So on a scale of one to ten, so if we'll go back that scale of one to ten. Compare your kind of how you were with your physique when you first started and to where you are now. As you know, I'm still super critical. I really am, and, you know. And I think that's just the way that I am, and that compels us to keep training and keep doing what I do. But I'd say a lot, a lot, lot more confident. You know, you might have your day where you're a little bit bloated or feeling a little bit like sluggish or what have you. Um, but not super, super confident, but a lot more confident than, than I ever was. Yeah. Do you think that sort of stems from understanding things a lot more? Like, say, understand that, say, like all the, just the principles behind it. So, like, say, if you do wake, if you do go out on a weekend, like, sort of binge or something like that, you know exactly Monday morning you'll be like, right, we'll just drop, drop the calories a little bit and then we'll get back on track i think that that's definitely now that's where where i am now yeah um i think over the years what hindered me a lot was all of the misinformation or all of the information that was available and you just didn't know what to understand you didn't know what mm. to follow and there's so many different plans and believe me i've tried them all um you, you just would, would try this plan try that plan you got scared of food at the time you got scared of carbs so you had to increase your fat i was drinking butter in your coffee there's like loads of random silly things that i've done over over the years mm-hmm. and it's taken a long time just to get to the point of just understanding i suppose energy in energy out and everything in moderation it's taken yeah. a long time to, to to get my head around that i was either on it or off it or doing a stupid plan it is but if you if you're always kind of told you should be doing something mm. it, it gets drawn in it just gets kind of ingrained into it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, you shouldn't eat carbs, you shouldn't eat after whatever time at night. And, yeah. You know, you shouldn't drink alcohol or you shouldn't do all these kind of things, but then it just causes a lot, a lot of stress. And it's, then you just withdraw, you just you just eat and eat, you just don't do anything at all. Yeah, and once you do eat a carb, you're thinking, oh, well, that's mm-hmm. it, I've, I'm, I've just mm-hmm. completely gone off point and I might as well just eat 
Mm. That's just the carbs. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, that probably the carbs that you did eat probably have had hardly any calories in it. You know, yeah. you might have gone over by a couple of hundred, but by then eating all the carbs afterwards, you've probably gone over by a couple of thousand. Yeah. I remember being told that, like, Weetabix is the worst thing in the world. Don't ever eat it. It's the worst thing in the world. You can't have that. You need to have, like, two steaks and loads of spinach for your breakfast every morning. I was thinking, oh, my God, I don't have coffee. You know, it's just... Getting up at five o'clock in the morning, yeah, you just stayed at five in the morning. <laughs> two eggs. And I was probably, you know, yeah. at times I did actually eat uh, steaks for breakfast. I was probably having... Four, five hundred calories in my breakfast, plus you know a coffee with a load of butter in it, and mm. uh, <laughs> just madness. Well, that was just kind madness. of the carb backloading days, yeah, wasn't uh-huh, it? Yeah, uh-huh. uh, yeah. I think kind of again, I think the principles of carb backloading. I like, I do like some of the principles around it, but it was again just one of them things where it kind of escaped me. I remember doing it, and I was it was one of the things you couldn't eat too many eggs because it spiked insulin. <laughs> so really? you'd find yourself eating one egg. And then just try and eat as much fat and things as you can to kind of. She didn't spike the insulin. It was ridiculous. No. You know, it was just these daft kind of concepts instead of just kind of being educated and so actually, you know, if you just keep maintaining your energy balance mm-hmm. or having a slight deficit, and you're going to lose weight. Yeah. You know, then if you want to start advancing it, then start looking at your protein and your fiber, and looking from a health perspective and bring some veggies and fruits in there. It just makes things just so much easier. Mm-hmm. You know, you should know if you eat one Cadbury's cream egg because there's some over there. That's mm-hmm. what Box of forty eight. It was forty eight. Then when I brought Orange even twenty, so there's only twenty eight left. <laughs> I was gonna say that they look pretty depleted. You know, but everybody, if you eat one cream egg, you're not gonna get fat off eating one cream egg. Yeah. The issue is when you eat forty eight cream eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what generally people do. They'll have the one and think, Oh man, I've just blew everything, so I'm just gonna eat the whole box. It doesn't make any sense, does it? Mm. I think I saw like someone put a picture up on Facebook and then there's like a like a car like check engine light. It was like imagine driving on the motorway, sort of your car check engine like comes on and you literally just write your car off because of it. And that's you yeah. know saying that's what a lot of people sort it's of do. Destructive, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, like they're just like, oh I've went I've went over my calories by like ten, so I may as well go over by like a thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not quite and write the rest of the week off and we'll start again next week and you yeah. just add yeah. What if you didn't really week. feel guilty? So oh, man, I had a cream egg and it was like what? How many, many calories in a cream egg? How many I think it's box. I think it's seventy four. So, that's, that's not even a hundred calories in a cream egg. Well, everybody can kind of spare cream egg for the day. But even if you felt really guilty for it, you would say, I'll tell you what, I've eaten a cream egg. I'm just going to go and do three thousand steps. Yeah. You're probably going to burn your seventy four calories off. Also, just a disclaimer: forty eight cream eggs is actually eight thousand three hundred ninety calories. Wow. Worked it out the other day. That's like your challenge for tomorrow, Aaron. For tomorrow. So Aaron's got tasks to do tomorrow, by the way. He's got how many tasks have you got to do? Um, around 24, but then I have a feeling that I'll end up finding more. Or like, say, I'll do one and be like, I'll probably do it in like five minutes because I'm in such like a sort of focused state. But then say, once I get through the entire list, I'll just start making more. Do you think you need 48 cream eggs in, in your hour? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they might all come and then, back and up. And then like, that's going to be Let an be able to jog a mile, like. <laughs> I reckon I'd be sick after 48 cream How eggs. How can we help you with the cream eggs? So from the um, the training side of things, how would you say your mindset's changed? Actually, don't do just a training. Think about the, whole, the holistic approach. How would you say your mindset's changed? I think what I said was like before it was all about well weight loss, weight loss, and wasn't even fat loss. It was just weight. It was just a number on the scale. That was I'd never ever even 
thought about um, body composition other than fat loss. So I never thought about you know changing shape or aesthetics or anything like that. Never thought about health really. That wasn't a that wasn't a key motive. Like wasn't a driver for me. Mm-hmm. Um, never thought about enjoyment. Actually, you know, doing something that you actually enjoy doing, progressing. Um, and never thought about mental health. So the, the you know the positive aspect of having your mental health. So I think for me now, I've spoke about this before, training is just an absolute no-brainer. It's just something that I have to do. It's just, whereas before it was almost, always to counterbalance a bad lifestyle, really. Mm. You know, exercise was just a... Um, Trying to make you feel better because of you. Yeah, uh, like so, yeah, yeah, basically. Whereas now it's absolutely fundamental part of, of your life. I just can't imagine not training. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's the kind of point that I try to get across with everything I do. It's not just about, again, I, I, I was probably born with some kind of, I don't know, women's genes maybe. Because <laughs> I, I, I relate completely to everybody's, like your your story. Um, you know, we were saying before about like women looking in the mirror and not, but guys look in the mirror and they think they're bigger than what they are. I've always thought I was really kind of skinny, like skinny fat and never like looking in the mirror or any of these kind of things. So I, I do feel I've got a little bit of a kind of relation mm. to kind of the things that's, that you're yeah. kind of saying. Um, and I just completely forgot what I was going to say now. Mindset? You're talking about mindset? So mindset, yeah. We're talking about mindset. Overall change in what training and... No. <laughs> So, how would you say that um, sort of strength and resistance training has sort of helped every day? So outside of the gym, outside oh, of- absolutely massively. I mean, another side of it as well as you know, I'm 46 and I've got a young daughter, and just to be able to move, like whether it be you know going out on bikes, running um, in the pool, like you know thrown above your head all that type of you can just be a lot more active mm-hmm. um but even in the house you know like you see people trying to stand up and like oh more than a grown i think i don't want to be like that yeah you know so i never have to think about just physically moving or physical activity at all and i'd hate to be at the point where that's in that that's what i was trying to make point i was trying to make before is pushing not just the aesthetic side of things it's mm-hmm. actually the health side of things and how much better you can perform in life no, yeah. I, I do use a hashtag quite a lot at the minute. It's, it's about life performance or life strength. And I like that because it's not just about how much you can lift in the gym or you know how clean your diet can be. It's how, how are you performing in life? Mm-hmm. How are you getting to the end of your day and how are you feeling? Do you feel kind of lethargic? Do you feel like you want to just sleep or do you actually feel pretty good? Mm-hmm. How are you waking up in the morning? Do you feel lethargic or do you feel rested? Um, and again, you've got the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, it's When you've got the kids, when you're running around with them, do you feel like, you kind of keep up with them or do you feel like I've got lots of energy? To me, these things are so much more important than... Absolutely. I mean, I'm slightly competitive. <clears throat> a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> I trained for two years. thinking I want to do the Mother's Day race at school. I cancelled it. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but anything that you do, do like that. So whether it be, you know, you're in the park and do monkey bars or, you know, we'll go away for girls again. They're like, right, we're going to do some, some races, some relays. It doesn't phase you, you know, anything like, Right in amongst all that, and, and yeah, it is that. just having yeah, mm. that, that confidence and just the ability still to be able to, to move around quite quickly. And yeah, 
Yeah, I think, when you get my age, that's important. I think, well, I think the, the older you get, I mean, like, obviously Aaron has youth on his side at the minute. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's probably like as springy and as yeah. bouncy as anybody. And, and I felt it came for me, as I get older, you start to feeling like creaks and mm-hmm, you do your knees and, and things like this. And I, would, I see people my age, I think I've spoken about this before, that look kind of 20 years older than what I am. I'm only 30 years. Mm-hmm. I'd hate to guess, I'd hate to look or walk around or I was uh-huh. like that. You know, for me, if there was any reason why I trained and looked after myself, it would be that. Yeah. As the baseline mm-hmm. for me. But, you know, um, and again, you're, you're probably the same. It's you, you put more value on your health as you sort of get mm-hmm. older. And as I say, Aaron's age, probably, probably maybe is more about aesthetics and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's how he's performing in the gym, which is great. I think everybody should have that. Uh, but, you know, he hasn't got to that point where you start and value your health a lot more. Mm-hmm. Is it just being able to do those things or just being able to participate or keep up yeah. with, you know, people who are in the 20s or whatever? Is it? I've shown them up. And yeah, yeah. It's quite an achievement though, isn't it? Like, yeah, I can do that. I'll, yeah, I'll quite honestly do that. Yeah, I think it's, it's nice when I sort of see people in the gym who are like, because whenever I walk into the gym now, everyone's like, like the different age range of both and everyone's sort of like, either on the same level or lifting like far more than me and I'm just sort of like, at this point, I, I walk in, I'm like, I need to actually start doing get some training done so I can sort of match them with it. That's the way that I sort of see it when I walk in now. So you, you want to keep up with... Yeah, so I, now I've got to try and keep up with... Like, no, you you're, seeing, you're seeing your dad, who's how old your dad? Um, 52. 52, yeah. I think, but to be fair, ever since about year nine, you stayed the same age, which is like 47. Like, that's what I, like, I don't know why, but every year, like, I keep on... Did <laughs> <laughs> you know, just tell you that? <laughs> no, but, like, every year, like, I kept on, like, any time someone was like, oh, how old you, how old's your mum, how old's your dad? I'd be like, 47 for, like, 43. I don't know why, but I, I, I just can't imagine them past that age. I just don't think I've seen them, they yeah. just haven't aged in a way. So I just... Because you've been training, That's why. Eternal youth. He's defying the no, rules sorry, of the age. He's 51. Going on 52 on the 16th of February. I think, anyway. Honestly, this is so bad that I don't know the age. Yeah, I've missed that day for the babies. That's quite a lot. But at least I sort of complicated them, complimented them, sorry, by saying that they were still in the 40s. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Sorry, man. Sorry, dad. (laughs) I mean, like, my dad's, what, he's 68. I mean, he gets in the gym, he trains. Uh He trains well as well, he pull ups. Yeah, I mean, he's he's 68, he's doing pull ups, dips. Your mum? Yeah, my mum's 65. I think she's 65. Maybe not. Just say 30 and it'll be all right. Say 30. That would make her minus 8 when she has (laughs) me. Interesting. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, from that side of it, obviously, I mean, like, like, like my mum still has, um, she still wants to do body fat. That's still part of her, her, her motivation to come to the gym and train. Mm-hmm. But again, the health side of it is probably more yeah. than what the actual fat loss is. To me, fat loss is just it's a side effect. Mm-hmm. And now we've got somebody deadlifting again. Damn it. <laughs> Every time. Well, we caught a break this week. I know I thought we caught a break. We've got this far and we no deadlifts. I don't think it's deadlifts. Personally, I think it's Sean literally picking up the weights and just throwing them on the floor now. Oh. How can I piss them off upstairs? <laughs> yeah. I know what I do. I know what they're doing. I'll just chuck loads of words on the floor. Just chuck, chuck them about, bounce, bounce them off the walls. How do you know it's Sean by the, the way you 
there was one thing I wanted to touch on, and again, we touched on this last week. It was very, very basic because I didn't want to get too much into it, but this is obviously about the menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like your effect, how, do you, how, does, how does it affect your training or your nutrition? So I think from a female perspective, it's nice to have that forward. Obviously, we can mm-hmm. say, this is what the literature says, but me and Aaron are never, ever going to experience that. Sort of- I'd hope not, anyway. I have no plans. <laughs> no plans for it. No, it's not the long-term plans. So no, to... It's not booked down on my calendar for anything. So I'll give you the load. Um, for me, how does it affect me? Nutrition. Training? So I'd probably say there is what I'll talk to you about is week week. Yeah. So there is, you know, a week a month where I do feel um, everything feels heavy, but that normally really only impacts things if we're doing the main three lifts that we squat that you know if we're, if we're doing something really heavy so quite high intensity yeah it doesn't affect the ability to come and train or uh you know go through go through the motions almost it's just i, I can feel it on on heavy lifts um i need more sleep so i'll be in bed like nodding off before 10 on that during that week and I would say that I do feel slightly more hungry. I do increase, I do. I don't binge, I don't have to go to chocolate or anything like that, but I do feel a little bit more hungry, but it's not a huge. So do you find that towards like, sort of like the, 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 the end of the, sort of like your phase of the, the menstrual cycle? Is that when you feel like you get more hungry? Yes, I have, yeah. So just literally those seven, three months was just those five, seven days before. Yeah. So that's kind of what obviously kind of correlates with the research saying that mm-hmm. your metabolism does increase mm-hmm. by a little bit. Um, I know that the research does, it, it says, I mean, anywhere from kind of 150 to 500, whatever you're kind of reading. So, I mean, you could be on the low end of that, which is mm-hmm. why you don't get as hungry. Then someone else who does get huge cravings or huge sort of hunger pangs could be on the high end of the of what's been kind of studied in the past. So I think it's just, it's, it's nice to have an understanding of that. It's normal. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's absolutely normal. I, mean, I do feel as well bloated around that time, so I have a lot more water retention in my stomach area. I do I definitely, definitely notice a change um, going into that time, but um, nothing, nothing major. Did you, did you change your diet at all? No, no, nothing, nothing at all. No, I may have, you know, an extra biscuit or apple or whatever but a, a snack, <laughs> snack. <laughs> but no I don't I don't change the diet so um it affects me mood more than more than anything else I would say but I still come in and train still come in and do what I have to do it's not mm. a huge huge impact so I know you we mentioned well you mentioned why about your joints and all don't you yes your tendons do you find that because again this is something in the research that says that your tendons can get a little bit more tender towards. Funnily enough, they're really bad today, this morning. They're really, really bad. I look on there, but the tendonitis in there anyway, and my knees. Um, and that would correlate with the time of the month. So, mm-hmm. it, it, but yeah. It's nothing I've ever picked up on before, but now that you said it, I have felt like that. 
Yeah, but I just think it's kind of it's. I mean, there's not much you can do by it. No. It's just more so, you know, less impact on the joints, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe less sort of volume on the joints. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just, I think it's just understanding when these things happen that there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the biggest point if anyone's sort of listening to it and wanting to get something from it. It's understanding like your time and when these things do happen, it's not, you, there's things you can do to adapt it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're different. It just means that that's what your body's doing. Yeah. But it's just a sensible approach anyway, isn't it? If you're doing anything, like I said this morning, if you're doing anything and it's hurting as opposed to not hurting in a way that it shouldn't be when you're training, then just change your exercise up or do yeah. something different. So. Pretty much. Yeah. Cool. That was uh, insightful. Yeah, definitely. Was there anything you want to kind of add to any of that, Claire? Mm, no, I don't think so. Just a quick <laughs> question would be, what would your, say, what would you say to people sort of in your position, say six, seven years ago-ish, who are sort of wanting to change, know how, like, know what they need to do and stuff, but are a bit nervous and a bit sort of on edge about it? Uh, to me, it was just actually getting in and doing this. I think to just overcome that barrier, whether you do it with a friend, whether you you're not coming somewhere like lifts, which is, you know, super friendly and you're not going to be intimidated mm. or just try it. I think there is that, so there is that perception, isn't there, that, you know, weight training is a going to be a big steroidy testosterone type whoa, environment. And it's just mm. not, absolutely it's not. Um, and the benefits from it are just absolutely fantastic in so many different ways. I said initially for me, it was all about weight loss. Um, but the other benefits are just... Um, huge, absolutely huge. So just give it a try. So I think half the guys in here are more intimidated than the women are because they watch what they live and think, shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, had, I've had them come in and say, should, should I be looking more weird than that? So I see what their message do on, on Instagram. I think, Jesus, I'm not doing that. Yeah. It's, it, honestly, it, it is. I think it's it's just, it, to me, it's just so kind of inspiring. Mm. Oh, yeah. I know Nicholas said to me, uh, what you mention? I'm like, hold on, I'm a woman. And then you're know, like 40 kilos or 30 kilos lighter than you. Like, there is no comparison there, you know? So I'm just asking. <laughs> <laughs> just to make sure that it's. <laughs> no, I think that was good. So it was just basically that, that, that bridge. I think it's, it's, and again, I mean, I'm like, me and Claire were talking about today. Um, I'll say I'm getting a bit of research done by a kind of doctor who's doing research and why the bridge between like Claire who's been in it for a while and the bridge between someone who wants to do it but isn't quite doesn't know how to get there mm-hmm. I think that was kind of what you were meaning by what you said by that question yeah. wasn't it and it's just finding that little bit mm-hmm. to get people across mm-hmm. I think that's that's the hard part so for anybody listening who is like that and well, just take care of the advice and mm, just try yeah just do it yeah just to find. I mean, if you're not close to us, then find somewhere who does, who does, who specialises maybe in strength training or mm-hmm. um, lifestyle, maybe, um, and not go to all these fucking stupid boot camps. I think initially for me, I, when I came with you, I was training in a group, <coughs> and then I wanted I had different goals, so I, I moved away from the group training and wasn't quite confident enough to train on my own. So I, you know, did either semi-private or private classes with you 
um, just to like, gain that confidence. But that came quite quickly. And then I used to just come in and, you know, do my own thing. Mm. Um, obviously, I had a programme, had structure, but was quite happy after a couple of years just to come in and train. But, but I think like a lot of women are attracted to like the boot camps and things, aren't they? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these sweat kind of fested big groups of people just doing like really random stuff. Like you're saying squatting. Like but they, not, really they, not really squatting, just bouncing up and down. They're yeah. not doing anything. Yes, they're getting the heart rate up and they get a little bit of a sweat on, but not actually doing anything. They're not doing anything productive to the body mm-hmm. that's actually going to elicit any sort of mm-hmm. training effects. So you're getting your heart rate up, you're probably burning caps and calories, but for me, haven't done that for a number of years, there's just no physical change. I didn't see any physical yeah, change. It's not going to put a, a good enough stimulus on your body to change your physique. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, all it's going to do is burn calories. Yeah. That's, that's essential. Mm-hmm. You don't say it when you go for a run or a bike ride or anything like that. Not that these things shouldn't be part of your life, but when they become the main part of your life to mm-hmm. lose weight, it's not the best option because it's essentially just burning calories. Mm-hmm. What I have found as well, and another really quite important, is my body's quite forgiving now, I find. So I don't know whether that is, you know, because I have increasing muscle mass, or, but I, I can eat. You know, some people may assume that I have, like, I eat salad and rabbit food. I absolutely don't. You know, I've pushed up to, like, some days 2,000, 2,200 calories quite happily without noticing any significant weight gain. Um, I don't know if that does come out of you know training and uh, having a you know a tighter physique or whatever. But yeah, well, the thing is as well, you're going to have more muscle mass, mm-hmm. and your body has to support that muscle mass, so you need more calories to support that muscle mass. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just if you compare and sort of weight by weight, you were 60 kilos say, um, but you had a higher body fat percentage, and the calories that are going in, they're not used to support the muscle mm-hmm. mass. Whereas if you're say, if you're the same weight but you hold more muscle at the same weight. One, you're going to look a lot better because muscle holds, muscle takes up less space and more factors, but the calories that you're eating are going to be used to support the physique that you have. And this is the thing, it's like what you said last week, it's like building a house. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, that was that was about the calories, wasn't it? Yeah. House. But, you, you know, you, you've got to kind of support the physique that you have and give it what it needs. Mm-hmm. And that could sort of explain why, say, Eddie Hall and Michael Phelps, although... Granted, hopefully you know who Eddie Hall and Michael Phelps are, Olympic swimmer and just world's strongest man. So although their body shapes are two, like their body compositions are two very different things, well, Eddie Hall, especially when he like, um, deadlifted 500 kilograms, but they were also on similar calories. If not, I'm sure Michael Phelps was on about 2,000 more than Eddie Hall. And like just their sort of their physiques in comparison on the calories as well. I think it's... Yeah, but I mean, from their side of it, I mean, they're, they're elite athletes, who, yeah. they're going to expand a ton of calories yeah. just by doing what they're doing. But, they, you know, the, the body needs it. And that's the thing. The body needs to have them calories in there. Mm-hmm. So it's going to support them. If it's sat in the arse all day and eat them calories, it's just going to make them fat mess. Yeah. So. But it's definitely good for me just to be able to know that you can have those, you know, nights out, big meals, treats here. And then it doesn't really... Impact at all, whereas historically I would be beating myself up for that and you know doing extra classes and but not making any difference at all. So it's a so nice position to be in. A less stressed Claire, <laughs> yes. a more confident Claire, ish, ish. <laughs> healthier Claire, yes, definitely. Yes, cool. That was uh, was good. I like that. Mm-hmm. That was really good. How do you find that, Claire? Yeah. 
okay, a little bit nervous. Waffled on a little bit, but... Well, waffle's good. Yeah, waffle, yeah. waffle sends kind of different... Sends you in different places. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I send you down a lot of rabbit holes and stuff and talk about random stuff. It's not your comfort zone. It's not your comfort zone. No, no. The gym's your comfort zone. Yes. Put a bar on your back and you're going to be comfortable. Yes. Podcast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you for being our first guest. So we are going to look to bring um, more guests in. Um, Claire was just the, Claire's the start of it. Uh, we want to spend kind of February, March time bringing some people in. We want to bring sort of real life clients in like Claire, but we also want to bring in sort of people who are influential in the industry. Like experts. Like experts in, in the industry. Like Claire. Uh, <laughs> like Claire. Uh, but people sort of more on the nutrition side or mindset side of things, uh, training. You know, we, we also welcome to suggestions. So if anybody has any suggestions. Yeah. Um, but we just want to get people in to kind of help help everybody, really. And, you know, like what Claire said at the very beginning, there's too much confusion about what you should and shouldn't be doing. And there's just, it just creates like a big ball mm-hmm. of mess. Whereas if you know where you're going to get the information from, it's going to be the right information, it's going to help you, which this will, then it's only going to set you right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. 100%. So Aaron's kind of getting ready for his 24-hour event now. So by the time you listen to this, it'll have been done. Um, and then we'll... Well, you listen to, listen to the other podcast before then. So. Yeah, well, yeah, they would have heard the one. So it's not even worth mentioning about the uh, 5 p.m. live podcast, I suppose. Right, so technically we finished it and it went well. Aaron done his, all his tasks and, and his burpees. He's done his 18 burpees, which mm-hmm. I haven't forgotten about. Uh, 18 per hour. 18. 18 per hour. Oh, that's not a bad idea. So every hour after you run, you're going to do 18 burpees for your birthday. I think, and then I think that warrants a cream egg. What two? 48, 48. then do 18 burpees. <laughs> 48, run a mile, then do 18 burpees. Yeah. That's, a, be sick. that's <laughs> a challenge. Outside, because you're not going to sit on the turf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, thanks for listening. Um, and we'll catch up with you next week next week so if you want to kind of um, all our links are on the show notes uh, what yeah. we've got the YouTube yeah so we've got YouTube our own personal Instagrams um, the Facebook page for the gym if you are local or if you just want to follow us and see what sort of content goes out on there and what else is one more the coffee stop group. yes let's coffee stop so we're going to be sharing the link to our Facebook group on the show notes as well so if you're not a part of it, I do recommend joining just because if you're sat, sat on Facebook, you may as well sort of sit and watch a video of us sort of explaining something or of Kia sort of explaining something and of watching videos of cats. Well, actually, I say cats. actually pretty cute. But Most people watch pictures of cats. cats Trends, for some reason, they're not cute. Yeah. Some, some are. Yeah. Prefer dog. Yeah, same. I prefer dog videos. I'm not a cat dog. I'm not a cat person. Not so long. <laughs> 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 Alright, so thanks for listening, guys. We'll uh, we'll catch up with you next time. Alright, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.